0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by someone that prefers to remain anonymous. And these are the questions and comments that he has for me. I recently read an economic research paper the MGTOW community absolutely has to look into thoroughly. It is by Nobel Prize winning economist George Ekerlof, who is also the husband of the most powerful banker in the world, Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen. The paper is one of the most cited modern economic papers today and is titled The Market for Lemons. I can't believe this paper has not been spread like wildfire in the MGTOW community as it parallels to why men are walking away and the marriage market is collapsing and could not be missed by even the dumbest people even though the paper is mainly written for why consumer protections need to be in place to protect purchasers of used cars or lemons. Maybe this paper has been covered before and I missed it, but if it is not, then it absolutely needs to be looked into thoroughly and in my opinion, might be the single most important academic paper today with regards to MGTOW. You should seriously consider calling him up at his phone number or email in his office because they're both very accessible online. And it would also make an incredible interview. It would provide great content and more importantly, probably attract actual economists to your page And these economists might actually research MGTOW, as economists are really the only friends MGTOW and the men's movement could get in academia today because they tend not to be political or PC for the most part. I really do hope that you consider doing this thoroughly, because this is a very important topic. My hope is that you could bring attention to this so that others in the MGTOW movement might become more aware of this masterpiece of an article. Well, thanks for your suggestion, Mr. Anonymous. With regards to me calling up George Akerlof and trying to get an interview, I'm not even going to bother. The odds of myself getting a hold of the husband of the Federal Reserve Chairwoman are roughly the same as finding Santa Claus on the North Pole using Google Maps. It just ain't gonna happen. But thanks for your optimism anyways. Just a bit of background for my international listeners first. A lemon is a slang term for a car that's defective, but only after it's been bought and paid for We use this term up here in Canada as well as the United States to describe terrible cars both used and new. I'm adding a link to the Akerlof paper in the description below. It's only 15 pages long so it's not a very long read. In his paper Akerlof discusses how we can use the analogy of used cars and how it relates to the idea of quality uncertainty. Men that are still dating women are usually blind to the idea of quality uncertainty. Men going their own way not only see quality uncertainty with regards to women but also avoid it altogether. So for most of us it doesn't really matter. But we can look at a woman's body as a used car or a man's productivity as a used car as well. A woman will likely not divorce her husband if he continues to remain a great provider and makes a good income and also does what he's told and supports her. It's usually if he loses his job and becomes unemployable might she then consider kicking him to the curb because he's no longer reliable. Just like Akerlof observed that the only cars in the used car market tended to be the cars that were the ones that were defective, while the vehicles that were good and reliable didn't remain on the market and people held on to them. I like this analogy, but we have to remember that it was done in the 1970s. American cars in the 1970s and 1980s were notoriously unreliable. So if you found a good one, you probably didn't sell it. As a result, cars were expensive throughout much of the 20th century in North America, even though they were unreliable. It wasn't until Japanese imports, such as the Honda Civic, came into the marketplace in North America and flooded it with reliable automobiles, that the domestic car companies had to start producing reliable vehicles. I remember my parents buying a four-door Oldsmobile in the late 1980s for about $25,000. And 20 years later, I bought a far more reliable four-door Nissan and spent far less money for maintenance and repairs over its lifetime. And I paid $25,000 for that car as well. On the other hand, if we use women as a comparison, in the 1980s the price of a woman for a married man was a three-bedroom bungalow in a modest part of town. Today, however, the price is a McMansion in a lush suburb for a similarly attractive female. If we use the analogy of a lemon, Far more females these days are defective lemons, if we compare them to automobiles. In the 1970s, women were relatively more reliable than automobiles, while today the cars are far more reliable than most women. The positions, it seems, have switched. We can also look at women as used car salesmen. But instead of selling used cars, they are selling their bodies, which are often used. More women are having promiscuous sex, riding the cock carousel, getting abortions and sexually transmitted diseases. Not to mention that the more relationships they get into, the more emotional baggage they carry with them from that point on. So they increasingly have to become better salespeople at selling themselves. They have to convince men that they are a good buy and that they are reliable like a good used car. A man going his own way will understand emotional baggage, the cock carousel, and will typically not fall for the same tricks that most Mangina blue pill men fall for. Women are often masters at putting up a facade. Women remind me of the fake facades at places like Disney World or Universal Studios or even Las Vegas. You walk down a street that's supposed to be a recreation of an actual place, but it's just a cheap knockoff. Many women present themselves as authentic and sincere, but they are just cheap knockoff watches or purses being sold on a street corner. If you look past the brand name, you'll start to see the cheap stitching and material these defective goods are made from, and you'll want to go out and find the real thing instead. The irony is that for MGTOW, there are no real women on the market. They are all seemingly knockoff brands. The Nawalt can be likened to a priceless Fabergé egg. The odds of getting one of these into your possession is incredibly rare. And if there are Nawalts out there, they were probably taken off the market in their late teens and early twenties. And the odds of them coming to market again are slim because the bad women drive the good out of the market. The idea of bad women driving good women out of the dating market has to do with the reference to the analogy of Gresham's Law. The best example of Gresham's Law I can think of today can be seen in the pre-1981 American pennies. Pennies before that date were made of copper, and those made after that point are steel-plated copper. The copper pennies are worth about two cents if you factor in the price of copper, while the steel ones are only worth their face value of one cent. So people tend to hoard the copper ones and put the steel ones back into circulation. The Roman Empire did the same thing when they also debased their currency. The older denarius coins had actual silver in them, while the newer ones were cut with more copper and other metals. So people decided to keep the old ones and only the new ones went into circulation. This could explain why the same women keep circulating on the same dating sites because essentially they have less or no value. If they did have value then they would get married and have found a man a long time ago. So we could effectively say that the less value a woman has in our society the more she gets passed around and circulated throughout. The more they get passed around the cock carousel the lower their value and the lower their value the more they continue to get put back into circulation. It's basically a self-fulfilling prophecy. Unused women have less baggage and disease, so their perceived value is higher like a new car on a showroom floor. But that still doesn't guarantee that they aren't lemons. That doesn't mean that they don't have emotional issues created by their fathers, or were spoiled rotten as children and now you'll have to deal with it. For men going their own way, we see the risks in both circulated and uncirculated women. Obviously, many of us see the odds stacked against us, even with the new Nawalt woman that's never been circulated around by men, so most of us basically choose not to play the game. But a new woman off the showroom floor would be in her early 20s. What are the odds that many of us guys in our 30s or 40s could find someone like that at this point in our lives? And even if we did, there would be no guarantees that she would be a Nawalt. So that's why I choose to stay as far away from them as possible. The best analogy I can think of of men going our own way, and cars, with regards to women, is that we don't want to buy a woman or a car for the long term. If we choose to date or have sex, but not seek out relationships, then this would be the equivalent of renting an automobile. The advantage of renting is if a car is defective, you just replace it with another one. The only bad thing about renting or dating a woman is if she has STDs, or if she gets pregnant, there's basically no insurance policy to protect you from child support payments or medical bills. The idea of relationship insurance is an interesting one. Imagine if people could take out an insurance policy for their marriage. If she divorces you then there would be a payout to help pay any possible alimony or child support payments. Today we have house insurance, life insurance, car insurance, etc. Why not marriage insurance? But I say good luck to getting Lloyds of London to reinsure all of those marriage contracts out there. It's probably not going to happen. In the far past, marriage insurance was given to whoever kept the children because children were the ones who took care of their parents into old age. Back then there was no social safety net or state or company pensions. So if a woman decided to leave a man, he would often keep the children and thus would likely have someone to take care of him in his old age. But today this obviously doesn't exist anymore. I think the idea of using a lemon analogy to describe women is a great observation. Given a long enough time horizon, both men and women become lemons. Men are like foreign reliable automobiles, like the Toyota Camry, and tend to keep their resale value for a longer period of time because they're able to cope with emotional baggage better, their earnings potential increases with age until they're in their 50s or 60s, and their ability to produce healthy offspring remains for most of their lives. Women, on the other hand, are like poorly built domestic sports cars, They are less practical, depreciate quickly, and require lots of maintenance and repairs. Well, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again to my anonymous donor for his donation, as well as suggesting this particular topic. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.